Hi, this is Adam Moore for Dat Postmill Podcast and datpostmill.com. You may be thinking to yourself, why do a lot of postmill folks always talk about Dominion? What do they mean when they say, we need to take Dominion over this or that? Shouldn't we just be focusing on preaching the gospel? Why are we adding works or, or doing something to the Christian life? Let's look at the original Dominion mandate in Genesis chapter 1, verses 26 through 28. And God said, Let us make man in our image, after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the birds of the heavens, and over the livestock, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image, in the image of God he created him. Male and female he created them. And God blessed them, and God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply. And fill the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the heavens and over every living thing that moves on the earth. Then this dominion mandate is actually repeated in Psalm chapter 8 verse 6, a psalm of David. You have given him, meaning man, dominion over the works of your hands. You have put all things under his feet. We were given a task as caretakers of the earth, as God's servants. But the rebellion in the Garden of Eden tried to subvert God's design. We wanted to be God and to do our own thing. Once sin entered the world, the curse brought about the difficulty of fulfilling the dominion mandate. Work became painful, but God promised that he would send the seed of the woman to crush Satan. Genesis 3.15 He would fulfill the requirements of the law and be the man that we were unable to be. Later promises in the Bible foretell that the future dominion of the seed of the woman would be so expansive that all enemies would be crushed under his feet. Ephesians 1, 20 and 21 and 1 Corinthians fifteen twenty five. All nations will bow down and worship the one who has dominion. Psalm 86, 9. Not only that, but the very earth and nations are promised as an inheritance to the king. Ask of me, and I will grant the nations for your inheritance, it says in the Psalms. The seed of the woman would be the king and have the nations for himself, and he would be the one to take dominion over them. So where does that leave us? Well, for those who are in Christ, we are promised a co-inheritance with Jesus. We are co-heirs who will rule and reign with him. We will exert the dominion over creation the way that we were created to do, under the lordship of the creator, Jesus. Jesus Christ is currently the king. He has the dominion and is ruling and reigning now. His purposes are going forward and he will continue to reign until he has put all enemies under his feet. At his ascension, Jesus promised that all authority in heaven and on earth had been given to him, which is the essence of dominion. And then he says, therefore, because of that, go make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I've commanded you. So, we are exercising dominion over the earth under his power. We are bringing in the nations. We are servants to restore the kingdom. Jesus is the king, and we are reconciling people to the king, helping former rebels acknowledge and honor the king. We as believers not only exercise dominion over physical creation, the ground and the sea and the animals and such, but we are to take dominion over the nations in the power of Jesus, in the power that he has promised. Romans sixteen nineteen says that 
the God of peace will soon crush Satan under our feet. He will be giving us co-dominion with him. Now what about Satan? Doesn't he rule the world now? Isn't he running the show? Revelation 20, 1-3 talks about Satan being bound. So he is no longer able to deceive the nations. He is chained up. These chains are a symbol of restrained power. Satan is still working, but his purposes are thwarted by the power of the gospel. As Martin Luther's great hymn, A Mighty Fortress, as our God says, One little word shall fell him. Let me be clear, we have nothing within ourselves, nothing about us that gives us any right to take dominion, except that which comes from God. Matthew sixteen eighteen says that Jesus will build his church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Now, gates are doors. Doors are defensive. We're talking about the gates of hell. That means that Jesus expected his church to be on offense, to be attacking the strongholds of the enemy, to be taking dominion. We're not here as just as survivors, but we're here on offense. We should take dominion or control or to bring into submission everything that does not conform itself to the will of Christ. The Lord's Prayer includes the line, Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Not just in the here and after, but in the here and now. We have the hopeful expectation that Christ will continue to conquer through the power of the Holy Spirit and the preaching of the gospel. As we continue on with this podcast and this ministry, we pray that you will be blessed by the message of the good news of the kingdom, that all people will bow before the king, that all the nations will be the inheritance of the Son. For his is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen.